It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 8th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You of course find me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode, we will talk about nothing because nothing happened. Okay, something did happen. We'll talk about Monday's loss to the Sacramento Kings. Another disheartening, disappointing, and frustrating effort from this Magic team as it, this road trip continues to hurt them hard. I, I don't want to say the season is slipping away, but it's hard not to think about that as it has in previous Januarys. We'll talk a little bit about where the Magic are at and, and what answers, what questions they need to answer right now and where those answers are going to come from because that is the biggest question of all. Before we do any of that, though, I can... I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by subscribing to them on iTunes or searching for them on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's one covering every single team in the NBA with that same level of detail. Looking to get get ready for Wednesday's game against Utah Jazz? Check out Locked On Jazz, hosted by David Locke. They'll, They'll have a great recap of the Jazz's loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. Updates on Ricky Rubio's injury and plenty, plenty more. Definitely worth a listen. You can also check out the national version, Locked On NBA, get a flavor of the league, as well as fantasy basketball with Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA every single day, plus MLB, NFL, and colleges too. Now, congratulations to the Clemson Tigers on winning the national championship as the nation's only undefeated champion. See? We can we can share. We can we can acknowledge greatness when we ha- when we see it. Um but definitely check all those podcasts out. You can find them all on iTunes just search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic were on their back heel from the very start of this game. Very similar to the Minnesota game where you could just sense and feel that the defense just wasn't dialed in. That it wasn't tuned all the way to the right focus from the very start. And it didn't matter how close the game was at early on or how big the lead was. Magic didn't lead in this game, so don't worry about that. It was just clear the Magic were just not all the way there. On the first two possessions of the, of the game for the Sacramento Kings, Willie Cauley-Stein caught two lobs for two baskets. Late in the first quarter with the game tied at 20, Darren Fox stole an inbounds pass for a dunk. A minute later, stole another pass, another stole another uh, pass, another drive for a dunk. And pretty soon after that, he had another steal for a layup as well. These are little plays; they're not huge things, but they added up. And the Magic were never really engaged defensively, and when they weren't engaged defensively, you could see that attention to detail also wane offensively. 
while the Kings are not a great defensive team, Orlando struggled to shoot once again. And so you add those things together. Long rebounds, turnovers, 10 of them in the first quarter, 16 for the game. A team that likes to run, and that's an equation that spells a lot of trouble. And the Magic were in trouble in this one very, very quickly. Quickly getting outworked to, to loose balls. Quickly giving in to frustration and trying to force things and do things themselves as they were unable to get much going offensively. Three-point shots were not falling. Open shots were not falling. And really the only thing the Magic could do was try and dump the ball into Nikola Vucevic and hope he could create something. Or give it to DJ Augustin and hope he could create something. And, and he just wasn't able to do it. Like, again, like Sunday against the Clippers, things were not working. And while the Magic may have gotten some open shots in that game and kept that game close for a long time, this game was never that close. Even when it was close, it's just a matter of time before the Kings blew this one open. And they did. Leading by as much as 29 points. And really, the, Ma- the Kings won 111-95, but it wasn't even that close. The Magic's bench unit was plus 8, plus 12 with Ken Burch in there for the final 10 minutes of the game. Really, that deep bench cut it from a 25-point deficit to a 15-point deficit, to the 15-point final score. The Magic got worked and beat up and beat down in this one. And it wasn't really ever close. There's really not much to say about it other than Orlando didn't have it in any way. It's what, it's, and honestly, Sunday, the Magic missed some shots. They made some key, they were down three at, or late in that game. They made a key defensive error against Lou Williams, and that really blew the game open. It, it's just kind of, they, they held on as long as they could. They made a mistake, and then it just avalanched on them. This game, they were never really engaged to begin with defensively. It's something that I know Steve Clifford has said or, or said. Uh, in the form of saying uh, of of the of saying the team needs to be organized, I know I've said it on this podcast that the team has to pay attention to details, stick to the game plan, and whatnot. That's just not what happened from the start. And when this team doesn't stick to the game plan, when they don't have that attention to detail, things get ugly quickly. Because another thing Steve Clifford has said, and, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, is. This team just doesn't have the margin for error. They don't have the ability to skate by for a little while. And so, yeah, right now, the offense is really struggling. Orlando shooting 36.8% from the floor, 13 for 37 for the game. They were able to get the line again, 24 free throw attempts. Pretty good for them. Actually, more free throw attempts than the Kings had. But giving up 29 points in the first, 29 points in the second, 32 points in the third, and scoring 37 points in the middle two quarters. That's just not going to get the job done. And frankly, it's it's about shot selection. The Magic are taking some bad shots, so I don't want to dis- discount that. It's just Orlando's not working to get good shots. And the good shots they are getting just aren't falling. Teams right now are daring them to shoot and bottling them up and closing down driving lanes. Orlando's not able to get into the paint unless they establish Vucevic in the post, and he can't play 48 minutes a game. 
And that's just killing the team right now as they go through this little slump. But that doesn't excuse poor defensive effort. That doesn't excuse the turnovers or the other mistakes the team made. The Magic cannot, will not ever win games turning the ball over 16 times when another team like the Kings can turn that into 27 points off turnovers as well as 24 fast break points. This is not a team that can give up points in the paint with such ease. Neither the ball handler nor the roller on pick and rolls faced much resistance throughout the game. Sacramento scored 64 points in the paint. On top of that, grabbed nine offensive rebounds for the game. Orlando was pretty solid on the glass, of course. They, they, they get out-rebounded by a pretty significant margin only because they missed a lot of shots. But every indicator that the Magic needed to win to beat a team like the Kings, they lost. And it's simple things. It's keeping your man in front of you. It's, it's being a little physical. It didn't seem like the Magic wanted to be very physical in this game. On defense, at least. And that's just not a formula for Orlando to win. This was a bad game. As bad as the Magic have had all year. I know the deficit is not as big as, say, games against Charlotte. Both games against Charlotte. Or the Clippers uh, back from the beginning of the season. Or the Spurs at home. But this was about as bad as the Magic can and have played all year. And they're in a really rough stretch. Lost 11 to 16 games now. They're losing some ground in the playoff chase. That can, of course, change pretty quickly. No one's denying that. But obviously, the Magic are not headed in a good direction right now. And there's really nothing more to say than they didn't get the job done in any way. Their bench is struggling, no doubt. Doesn't provide momentum, doesn't doesn't carry things forward, but there wasn't anything to carry forward in this game. This wasn't about the bench or the starters. It's just about paying attention to detail, directing effort in a positive direction, and not getting frustrated. Lino's just stuck in a rut right now, and of course, whether they can or will respond and get out of it is probably the question of the season right now. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's run through the final stats real fast. Not a whole lot to say about this one. Nikola Vucevic leads uh, second in the team in scoring with 18 points, 13 rebounds, 7 for 14 shooting, 3 assists for him. Um, The only real consistent, I mean, there are two consistent offensive options for the Magic in this game. Nikola Vucevic, of course, being the first one. Um... You dump the ball into him. You know you're going to get a good shot. You know he's going to make the right play. And largely offensively, I thought he did. Didn't really force anything. Was good at keeping Willie Cauley-Stein on his back and and, and outmaneuvering him to get shots. Um, I, I I didn't think he, sh- he shied away from the post too much. Um, I thought he was good about that. Really, the only thing was, you know, he passed the ball. He made the right play offensively. And, and guys were missing shots. 
The big thing was, we are seeing this a little bit more and more now, and it's not good. Um, is Vucevic kind of reverting back to the way where, the way he's played defense for most of his tenure in Orlando? A little bit passive, not physical, uh, not looking to to initiate contact or, or to force the ball handler in a certain direction. Um, you know, just kind of a little bit hanging back too far. And some of that's on the ball handler. Darren, Darren, Darren Fox is a very difficult cover, especially for a guy like DJ Augustin. And, and I think that left Vucevic on an island a little bit more than he wanted to, but he wasn't directing traffic. He wasn't, I, I don't think he was, you know, again, it's like literally a half step. It's not very much the difference between Vucevic being a bad defender and being a, a solid defender. Um, and, and and he's figured out that half step. He's figured out that anticipation for most of the year. This last stretch of games, I think it's been as inconsistent as, as it's been all year. And so got to, got to find that rhythm again, got to find that, uh, find that feel again. Um, and obviously the magic needed to kind of wall off the paint and allow their guards to, to recover and defend at a higher level. So, um, you know, Vucevic did what he always does offensively. I know we, we, we count on and take for granted his offense, uh, but defensively I thought was left a little something lacking. Evan Fournier, the other player that I thought was really dependable uh, offensively, 15 points, 4 for 8 shooting, 4 for 6 from beyond the arc. Really the only player, um, I'll get to Terrence Ross in a bit, but really the only player to shoot consistently throughout the game. Um, you know, again, just doing solid things. Um, really, the, the worst part of Evan Fournier's game was when he put the ball on the floor and tried to create a little bit um, because, again, the Magic just weren't able to create anything. They weren't able to get themselves in motion or in movement um, effectively throughout the game. So just a, a really, really difficult effort on that end for that reason, that, that Orlando just wasn't able to get the flow or the movement or the motion that they wanted to to, uh, to to succeed and find a win here, um, or find any offensive flow. I mean, it just it just wasn't in motion. And and Fournier with a couple of big turnovers, but really the big thing with Fournier for me and, and why I, I I was a little critical of him um, in the third quarter when Sacramento really pulled away in this one. Um, Fournier was and, and I thought this was true throughout the game too. Fournier was really struggling to keep up with Buddy Heald, really struggling to get through get through the screens. You know, I was actually listening to the game a little bit on the radio. Uh, and Dennis Newman really said as well that that it just felt like the Magic were just kind of stuck in mud, that they didn't have their legs under them. Um, it's been a long road trip. They're obviously playing on a back-to-back. Those aren't excuses. you got to find a way to play. you got to find a way to fight through that fatigue. But it, it, it really certainly looked that way, too, on tape, that, that Fournier was just chasing Heald. He wasn't able to to knock him off his spots or take him off, take him off his cuts, and, and that got Heald going, especially in the third quarter when the Magic got the ball to him just a little bit more. So, um, a, a rough game defensively, I thought, for Fournier. I know Heald didn't go off like, say, he did against Golden State, uh, but I, I really thought that he left a little bit to be desired defensively, and, and it didn't make up, and his offense didn't quite make up for it. If anything, the Magic need to get him more opportunities, get him into more two, two-man games with Nikola Vucevic because no one else was really doing anything. Of course, the Magic just needed Fournier to spread the floor a little bit more. Uh, Aaron Gordon, 10 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 for 13 shooting. A real disappointing effort for Aaron Gordon. Um, was able to get to the line a little bit, which I think is good. I'll, I'll say the good there. But overall, just I, I don't think he's reverting back to last year when he was just iso isolating and, and trying to do everything on his own and get numbers. I don't think he's there. I think that mindset is is officially gone. But I, do, I did get the feeling throughout the game that he was trying to force his offense because everyone was trying to force their offense. 
And when that's happening, Gordon's going to struggle. I like that Gordon got shots. I think that he needs to get shots. And, and so 13 shots after taking 17 on Sunday is a good thing. He's missing those shots, though. And settling for mid-range jumpers, not getting to the basket nearly enough. Um, those are things that, that he has to continue to improve and work on. And the Magic have to do a better job getting him those looks, to be perfectly frank. Um, and, and, of course, the Magic is struggling to do much of anything right now. Their, their shooters are essentially getting ignored. Teams are daring them to shoot from the outside and clogging the paint, and that's really going to hurt Aaron Gordon's game more than anyone else on the team because he, he thrives on cutting, he thrives on slashing to the basket, and he thrives on getting to the getting to the rim. And, and if the Magic aren't getting stops to get out in transition, he's going to struggle. Um, you know, spot up shooting is not great; it's not consistent yet. Um, you know, Gordon shooting one for five from beyond the arc in this game, um, but it, again, it's it right now. It just feels like it is a a cavalcade of guys just not playing up to their potential. Uh, just a lot of guys going through shooting slumps. Jonathan Isaac, for instance, 1 for 6, 0 for 3 from the from the field. DJ Augustin, 1 for 6, 0 for 3 from the field. Um, Wessel Wundu, 4 for 10. Jonathan Simmons missed all three of his shots. Mo Bamba missed all three of his shots. Um, just a lot of guys just not getting the shot. The guys that Magic rely on, because that margin for error is really small, remember, not getting the shots up, and but... Biggest thing for Aaron Gordon, his defense. I didn't think his defense was particularly good this 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 evening. Um, it's obviously super important for the Magic to get good defense from Aaron Gordon, uh, and and he wasn't able to to do that. So just a, a, a just a frustrating night all around from a lot of guys on that roster. Finally, Terrence Ross, twenty points, seven for twelve shooting, five for ten from beyond the arc. You might be saying, oh, he led the team in scoring. Why are you just getting to him now? A lot of that came at the end of the game when the game was already decided. Orlando brought their bench unit in. About 10, you know, 8, 9, 10 minutes left in the game uh, and cut a 25-point lead down to, to, I think it was at 13 at one point. And Ross was a big reason why. He just he was finally able to get his shot going uh, and made a bunch of shots. He had a, just a really nice run, but that was against deep bench guys. I'm not really going to count it that much. Good to see Ross get the ball through the basket because he's gone through a little bit of a slump himself, but, you know, not a lot to, to count on there. Orlando, again, shoots 36.8% from the floor, 13 for 37. That's 35.1% from beyond the arc. They're out-rebounded 57 to 46. Again, missing so many shots. Sacramento shoots 46.4% from the floor, 10 for 34 from beyond the arc. That's 29.4%. They're led in scoring by De'Aaron Fox with 20 points, five steals, two assists for him. Bogdan Bogdanovich with 15. Buddy Heald with 13 on 5 for 10 shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc. The Sacramento Kings defeat the Orlando Magic 111-295. When it comes down to it, there is something wrong with the Orlando Magic right now. We could talk all we want and, and watch the standings, but ultimately it's these games that matter. That, that The Magic are chasing something, but they're really playing against themselves. They're really playing to their own standard because if they play up to their standard, they can accomplish their goals. It's not about the other teams. It's not about catching them. It's about being the best version of this team that you can be. And that's absolutely not happening right now. As I said, the last two losses weren't about making or missing shots. Yes, eventually the game boils down to that. But the Magic also aren't putting themselves in a position to win. You can live with making or missing shots if you're in a position to win. 
lose the game by two because he missed a shot, you can live with it a little bit. Lose a game by 15 because you're missing shots. Well, there are some other issues. Because ultimately, this Magic team and the, the kind of culture that Steve Clifford wants to build or, or the kind of team that Steve Clifford likes to build, the offense isn't what matters completely. The difference in this game could easily be made up with turnovers. The turnovers the Magic committed with the fast break points they gave up. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Magic, though they have a narrow path to walk, what's frustrating is they don't always walk it. And these are now the questions that Steve Clifford has had to answer. After the game, speaking to the media, for the first time it really felt like Clifford knows he's got to find the answer. That, yes, the Magic are missing shots right now, but the lineup combinations he's throwing out there just aren't working. And he's not going to tinker for the sake of tinkering, but there are answers out there that the Magic aren't making. There are answers out there that the Magic are just not finding. And in this stretch, it's been painfully clear. The question, of course, is whether this could come internally at all. When the season began, we knew this was an imperfect roster. We knew that this was not the final product. And, you know, we want to hold it to a higher standard, but we know that this is a step in a longer journey. And that, frankly... No offense to the guys, but the success, as relative as it is that this team has experienced, has been unexpected and has maybe changed some of the equation of a what success is, what the expectations are, and how this team can move forward and what this team can accomplish. But it was always an imperfect roster. Point guards were too thin. Even from the very beginning, Clifford would say, our margin for error is small. We've got to play the right way. We've got to play this way if we want a chance to win. And indeed, as I, I, was, I would note here, when the Magic do play the right way, they can beat anybody. They know this. When they pay attention to detail, they play with precision. They can beat anybody. But when they don't, they're very likely to get blown out. So they're just not, they just don't have the, the players to withstand that. And so at the end of the day, really the magic success or failure is dependent on their defense. 
You can tell within the first five minutes of a game right now whether this team's going to be dialed in and ready to go. And when they are, even if they're not scoring a lot, they'll find a way. They'll stay in the game. They'll give themselves a chance. It wasn't until the defense let go of the rope on Sunday in the fourth quarter that that game got out of reach. They built a 15-point lead even though they were struggling to make shots because their defense was so good. These, of course, are, are lessons the Magic should already know at the 41-game mark of the season, at the midpoint of the season, which we're 40 games into this thing. Orlando is still in the playoff race, but I wouldn't be offended. I wouldn't be offended or disagree if you said it feels like it's slipping away right now. This is a tough stretch in the schedule, no doubt. You don't want to overreact. You don't want to panic. There's still a time and chances to build up wins. But yeah, Orlando has their work cut out for them right now. Because they're struggling. They're in this, this rut. And there are no easy answers. The easiest thing someone might suggest is to change the starting lineup. Take Jonathan Isaac out for Wessawundu or Jonathan Simmons, or someone else. But does that really solve anything? Will that make the team have better shooting and better spacing? Will that make the bench better? That question is extremely uncertain. No, it it, it definitely feels like this team... We'll have to answer some of these big questions externally through the trade market, through offseason acquisitions. To save the season, they might need to find a point guard. They certainly need a backup point guard. And it certainly seems like after a, a solid performance in garbage time that Isaiah Briscoe is worth giving a chance to, worth giving a look at that. Maybe that's something that comes after a few days in practice when the team gets home. But all these questions, all these questions are just so uncertain. Where does Clifford find that spark that this team is missing? Can he? After the game Monday, it felt like he was short on answers, shorter on answers than usual knowing that it's on him to find a way out and nothing is readily apparent. Certainly, the roster, the long-term outlook for the roster is on Jeff Weltman and John Hammond and what they do in the next month at the trade deadline. I don't anticipate the Magic will make some move to try and save this season unless it makes sense for the long-term. So, it's a short-term, it's a short-term game for the coach and a long-term game for the management probably means relief is not on the way. At least not the relief the Magic are probably hoping for. The onus is still on the players. Still on the team leaders to find a way. To lead by example defensively, which I would argue none of them did against Sacramento. It's on them to keep the ball moving, to keep picking guys up, to keep trusting them to make shots, to tell someone who's hesitating, take the shot, 
It's on them to get this team out of the rut. No one's coming to help them. It's on them. It's always been on them to figure this out. One good play can lead to another. One guy sacrificing for his teammates can lead to more sacrifice and more cohesion and togetherness. And that's part of what was missing these last three games. There are big questions left to answer. The bench has struggled to keep that keep the starters' momentum going throughout the season. It's not news that they're struggling. But there are very serious questions the Magic are asking about themselves, trying to find their way again. And eventually, those questions will get answered, one way or another. And the Magic are hoping it leads them back into the playoff race, leads them back into the confidence they need to win. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a look at how to get Aaron Gordon more shots, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 